0: It's the Michelle the Trainer Show with your host, Michelle the Trainer. Michelle the Trainer. MTT is Michelle the Trainer.
1: Aloha and welcome to episode 15 of the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today's very special guest star is Andy Kahn, C-A-H-A-N. He is probably one of the most famous musicians you have never heard of as a musical director and keyboard player for the Turtles. You know that song, Happy Together? Not to mention he's played, produced, and or recorded with Jimi Hendrix, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Harry Nilsson, Ringo Starr. We'll tell you some great stories, many other luminaries. Links are in the show notes. You can Google Andy's name, again Andy Kahn, C-A-H-A-N, and see a lot of musical content i mean he's been a rock and roller since the 60s with an amazing resume you can also look at www.allentertainment.net see some more photos and some more biography anyway have a fantastic day and if you have any questions for any of our guests but i think you may actually have some specifically for andy once you take a look at his content Um, Just let me know and we'll absolutely invite them back for you. And we can feature a list of your questions and we can mention you by name too. Anyway, enjoy yourselves.
0: Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Elena Hadikoff and I'm the founder of sensitivesuccess.com. I help highly sensitive women entrepreneurs achieve success the gentle way.
1: You're listening to the Michelle the Trainer Show. Good morning and welcome to the Michelle the Trainer Show. Today's very special guest star is Andy. He is the most famous musician we have never heard of. But he has played. I'm just going to let him tell us everything. Andy, welcome. Good morning. Tell us everything.
0: Good morning, Michelle. I'm very, very excited and thrilled to be on your show. This is going to be a heck of a lot of fun.
1: I think we're going to know each other for a very long time.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. And uh, let me just say, I'm so impressed with your career and what you've done, let alone, oh boy, you, you really accomplished a lot and you're really excellent at what you do.
1: Thank you so much, Andy. So tell us everything. How did you get your start? You're a keyboardist. Well, it was, uh,
0: I had, you know, a small uh, rock and roll bands, uh, you know, in my uh, early teens back in New York. And then I decided to move to Los Angeles and I, I worked uh, at a record company uh, called Pulsar Records with an artist named Graham Bond who was the uh, leader of the Graham Bond organization with Ginger Baker and Jack Bruce before The Cream started with Eric Clapton. Wow! And so we went to a recording session in Hollywood and uh, uh, let's see, Graham Bond was on the organ. I was on the harpsichord. uh, Lowell George from Little Feet was on the flute. Jack Cassidy, the bass player from the Jefferson Airplane was on bass. Uh, Mitch Mitchell was on drums, and then uh, Jimi Hendrix walks in with two blonde chicks, one holding his guitar and one holding his amp, and he sat down right next to me, and we jammed in the key of A for about two hours. <laughs> wow. So that's that's one week after I moved to L.A. is in the studio with Jimi Hendrix. Where'd you uh, move so, from? What's well, so, that? Oh, uh, New, New Rochelle, New York. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, after that, uh, uh, a week later, uh, uh, Graham calls me up and he says, Buddy Miles, needs a drummer. He's playing Del (laughs) Mar Racetrack. Do you know of any good drummers? And I said, yeah, I play drums. He says, oh, okay. So I ended up playing uh, the next week, the second week I moved out to LA at Del Mar Racetrack as the second drummer with Buddy Miles.
1: And what year was this, Andy? In 1968. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was a long time ago.
1: Hey, not that long. I was born in 68.
0: <laughs> oh, <I was> born. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
1: <laughs> All right. So then what, then what?
0: Oh, well, uh, then, uh, I, I played, uh, in a group called the mushrooms with Jimmy seals and dash Crofts. And, uh, Uh, We we had a five-piece band, and Jimmy Seals played the saxophone, and Dash Crofts played the drums. And uh, during the break, uh, they would get up on the stage with the mandolin and the uh, guitar and do a duo. And they were trying to think of a name for the duo. Uh, Since they belong to the Baha'i religion, uh, they were thinking of calling the group Baha'u'llah, which is the leader of the Baha'i faith. And I says, dude, why don't you just call it, you know, Seals and Croft, you know, like Abbott and Costello and Lewis and Martin and, you know, uh, Laurel and Hardy, call it Seals and Croft. So I'm actually the guy who thought of the name Seals and Croft.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. So where did, so you guys just gigged you, did you have to practice anywhere? Because I know like today it's pretty hard if you have a saxophone to try and, you know, practice in your apartment with people next door. Where did all the... Where did all the action and practicing or did it just all take place like real time live on stage?
0: Yeah, we, we did have rehearsals at a place called Stronghold Studios in uh, in the valley. But uh, uh, yeah, we rehearsed and played the gigs and that was a lot of fun. But uh, maybe I should tell you some really, really great stories. Uh, like when I was the music director for the uh, Grammys in 1973. Uh, I was the music director for Little Richard and Chuck Berry uh, when Stevie Wonder won his Grammy for You Are the Sunshine of My Life. And what year was that? That's amazing. Uh, That's 73.
1: Wow. So not only at the Grammys, but you're the actual music director for the Grammys.
0: Yeah. and, And of course, the whole reason I became a musician was the Beatles And the Beatles idolized Little Richard and Chuck Berry. So it was like a full circle. There I was, uh, the three of us in this tiny little room in the back uh, with a little upright piano uh, rehearsing the show. It was just Little Richard, Chuck Berry and me, just the three of us. So that was like totally amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put the link to your pictures in the show notes. Yeah, that's totally amazing.
0: Yeah, that was really awesome, and I toured Australia with Little Richard, and uh, uh, we also did the American Bandstand 20th Anniversary Special and all kinds of cool stuff, so that was one really good moment. I'll, I'll give you another good one. Uh, here comes uh, Harry Nielsen, who I met through working with the Turtles, Uh Harry and I became very, very good friends, and he would always take me to uh, over to all these celebrities' houses. Uh, we, he took me over to Timothy Leary's house.
1: <laughs> Harry Nilsson has such an amazing. Um, I ran into Harry Nilsson because, as a as a little kid, they had the "Me and My Arrow" was actually a television commercial jingle for. Um, I don't remember the car manufacturer, but for, you know, the, the car called the arrow. And then later I had some friends who gave me that movie, the point, and all the music from the point, the point was narrated. If if anybody hasn't seen the movie, the point you will never, first off, you'll never get me unless you totally get the point and you have to get the point to get the point because (laughs) (laughs) That's with that whole... And I think I have had that movie. I had it on, you know, beta and then VHS. I probably paid, you know, $500 to get it on tape. And then I got it on DVD and I've distributed it to everybody. Because nobody knows it exists. But it's the coolest story narrated by Ringo Starr. And it's got Wolfgang Jack and Harry Nilsson's music. And in that little animated, stony, cool, artsy movie, musical, is... The song, Me and My Arrow, uh, with the main character in the in the cartoon. Anyway, it's the coolest little thing. So that was where I first fell in love with Harry Nielsen, And then, of course, then went on to look at the folk music catalog and everything. Okay, so go on, go on, go on. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, that's a great story about Me and My Arrow because uh, uh, the company offered Harry Nielsen a Plymouth Arrow, an automobile. That's what it was, a Plymouth. There you go. And it was the cheapest car on the market, for God's sakes. And Harry got very upset. He says, no, he says, you pay, you pay me money. So so they paid him, you know, pretty good money, you know, instead of uh, that. But uh, it was really funny when he was recording in my studio. Uh, there was a uh, um, Arrow 93 uh, FM in uh, Los Angeles.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Arrow Radio. So we just we just said hey let's just do a me and my arrow commercial for the radio station. So we recorded it in my studio and we I walked up to the uh, radio station and they loved it. They went crazy. They said wow, Harry Nielsen do my, me and my arrow for 93 FM. Yeah. And it was really funny. Yeah. So that- Cool. That's the greatest song. I mean, that that's a great story too. But uh, uh the best one of the best times I've ever had with Harry, besides meeting Timothy Leary and Joe Walsh, and uh, oh yeah. So
1: all right, so what happened? So you went to their house
0: or what? Yeah. So Harry says, <laughs> "Let's go for a ride." And he took me over to Ringo Starr's house. Holy moly! So we're uh, on Hillhurst, right off of Doheny, uh, you know, in in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And- and we go in there and there's Barbara Bach and and she always called Ringo Rich instead of Ringo she called him Rich cuz his name is Richard Starkey anyway so we're all sitting there in the living room and Ringo has these two uh, beautiful acoustic guitars with the Ringo star inlay in the guitar neck so i said Ringo do you mind if i play your guitar for a minute he says no no go right ahead and so i picked up this guitar <laughs> And uh, I started playing a, a strumming chord. And then Harry Nielsen goes, listen for your footsteps coming up the drive. And then Ringo joins in. So here I am with Harry Nielsen and Ringo Starr in li- Ringo's living room doing uh, the song from the Beatles' White Album. Uh, you know. Uh, Don't pass me by. Don't pass me by. I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> That's so, a great so, song. So, you know, that, that I, I've had so many amazing, fortunate things happen to me. So uh, I am definitely in the midst of writing a book and, and including a, uh, a video in the book that coincides with the book. So it's going to be really cool.
1: Well, you have all of my support in writing a book and recording these great. And I really want to encourage everybody in the audience to email me, call me, send me any questions that we have for Andy. Because he's got such an amazing, when you look at his links in the show notes, you're going to see what an an amazing um, discography and resume he has. He's worked, okay, so even the monkeys, right? I have this great YouTube of you doing Daydream Believer at an outdoor festival, totally
0: jamming on the keyboards. Yeah, I know, that was amazing. Flo and Eddie, the two lead singers of the Turtles, and uh, by the way, they're the ones who own the corporation, the Turtles, uh, they're the only band from the 60s that owns their own masters, which means that they're getting major dollars with all the motion pictures and commercials that use the song Happy together. Happy. T- yeah, that's great. That's great. So, yeah, so the, here I am with Flo and Eddie. Uh, we're doing a live broadcast in 1989 at Universal City Studios. It was called the Clarence Clemens Alice Cooper October Fest. Whoa! And they had about 40 <laughs> radio stations on the uh, lot at the amphitheater. Intense. So I was in the Flo and Eddie K-Rock. Uh, they were on after Howard Stern in the mornings in New York on K-Rock. When was, and, oh, so this wasn't that long ago. This is 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is
1: when, okay, okay, yeah.
0: And uh, 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 so there I am at the radio thing with my keyboard. So every celebrity that I would drive in a limousine and pick up the celebrity and take him to the, a uh, tent at universal uh-huh. and we would interview the celebrity and then we would sing happy together with the celebrity and also sing that celebrity's hit record.
1: Wow. So,
0: you know, like when Mickey Dolans came, we'd sang, I'm a believer when, uh, um, uh, Dean Torrance from Jan and Dean came, we did Barbara Ann. Uh, when Eric Burden came, we did, uh, we got to get out of this place. Uh, So all these cool people playing. But uh, I picked up Harry Nielsen at his house and took him down there. And that's how I met Harry on that radio show. And we became really good friends. But uh, we had Elvira on the show. We had (laughs) Richard Lewis. Uh, We had uh, just a ton of different cool celebrities. Uh, Roger Daltrey. It was just an amazing show. So I got to meet a lot of cool people on that one.
1: Tons of talent. Tons of talent. And now you are broadcasting with me from the comforts of your amazing sailboat here in one of the harbors in California, kicking it on a summer day in the Pacific Ocean, right? And then uh, you've got little gigs going in, uh, in Cathedral City, right?
0: Yeah, it's actually in Palm Springs. It's a restaurant called Billy Reed's. And they've been there for 40 years. And it's a wonderful, amazing restaurant with stained glass and gorgeous uh, paintings and chandeliers and uh, just gorgeous restaurant. And uh, uh, they have a gigantic menu and a beautiful grand piano. So uh, playing there and I'm building up a really good rep. A lot of people like it.
1: Of course, man. You're totally in your element. You're like retired rock stardom kicking it in, in Palm Springs. That's yeah, a total no. fit. It's wonderfully beautiful out there, you yeah. know, and the desert, I'll tell you what for the California drought, they sure do know how to recycle water in uh, Indian wells and Palm Springs and Cathedral City. They do a much better job than we're doing in the rest of of That's California. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. so any so again, I, I encourage everyone to look at to look at Andy's resume and look at his website. All the links are in the show notes. We've got great photos of him hanging out with everybody from Little Richard to Clint Eastwood to um, Harry Nilsson. They used uh, Andy's photo. There's a Harry Nilsson documentary about his life and contributions because he's got an amazing uh, musical resume as well with a huge bunch of songs that he's written that nobody... I don't think a lot of people know, again, you know, especially in, in the different generations, you know, we only are exposed to the same five songs everybody plays on the radio, you know, exactly. so, we, so we miss a lot of John Denver, Linda Ronstadt, Harry Nilsson um it, all the rest of the monkeys play you know catalog even a lot of the beatles are not yeah. commonly played so what about life lessons andy what, what would you say all in all in all what you know what drives you to i mean you're just enjoying your life is there places you still want to
0: see or places you still want to go people you still want to
1: gig with where where's it at for you right now
0: like you said music is magic and that's my life and that's what i love and that's my job is to make people smile. That's my job. That's what I have to do. Oh, you're doing a
1: really good job.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I love music. And I, uh, you know, I'm a starstruck guy. I mean, I've met so many people. I hung out with Gracie Slick and Steven Stills and, uh, you know, Levon Helm and uh, Dr. John the Night Tripper and uh, all these cool, cool people and just sitting there talking with them. And these are all the people I grew up listening to. And now I'm sitting there uh hanging out with them. It was the best feeling well, in the world. It's not
1: just hanging out with them, Andy. You've recorded with them. You've been in the studio with them. You're on their albums, you're on their discography. I mean you've you know, you've been with them on tours and on stage. Um, what was the coolest place you went or that you know, oh, I am sure there's is. a
0: bunch of them, but I mean we could just Sure. Uh uh uh, the first concert i did with little richard uh was in hershey pennsylvania at this gigantic uh venue this big stadium that was that was very exciting because it was like you know 60,000 people but one of the really amazing gigs i did was the national anthem in 1989 uh, i think the uh anaheim uh angel stadium wow It was the uh, Los Angeles Rams versus the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, Flo and Eddie, the two lead singers of the Turtles and myself, were hired to do the national anthem. So we're in the middle of the football field, (laughs) and uh, I set up the keyboard in the middle. And of course, the grass is green, but I was wearing white pants. So when I've set up my keyboard, I was kneeling on the grass. So when I stood up, my knees were green, (laughs) which was hilarious on camera. But uh, there we were uh, uh, singing the national anthem. And it's amazing when you have 75,000 people uh, that you're playing to. But every time you hit a note on the keyboard, it takes about six seconds for the note to travel around the stadium and come back to you. So everything is on its gigantic delay. So it's really hard to play music because when you're playing it, you're already past the part you're singing and then the audience sings it back to you seconds later. So it, it's very difficult, but that was really amazing to me. To wow, play that's this. a
1: total trip. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Did you
1: know that before you did it or were you, did you just experience all of that while you were standing there with your grassy knees?
0: Yes, grassy <laughs> knees. I was standing there experiencing it and it was really a bummer, because the only way we can get onto the football field was to go through the Ramettes dressing room.
1: Ah.
0: And now, of course, they were all taking their showers and all running around with their towels on. And it was a bummer. I, I really, yeah, I was terrible. Tough. Just terrible. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, yeah, there's uh, been a lot of wonderful moments, and I'm very grateful. That's my key word here is grateful.
1: That's wonderful. And a wonderful yeah. reminder to all of us and I am so grateful that I met you I want to give a shout out to our common friend Pam
0: Holly who's a friend yes. of mine
1: from Topanga Canyon. Uh, yes. Hey, what about the snarfle? Tell me about the snarfle.
0: Okay. Well, uh, when, when my kids were growing up, we used to uh, make up all these words. Uh, snarfle, flarfle, kabligi, and all these stupid words. To we make like them words. Out. We need more words. Okay? Yeah. So uh, I actually looked up snarfle in the dictionary, and it is uh, – a dog, when a dog is growling and snarling, that's called a snarfle. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I love the word, and uh, I decided to put out a, uh, a CD of uh, 40 years of my music, uh, starting in 1965 and ending in 1995. So that's what that... CD is, is all these songs I wrote in different studios in different situations. Wow. So that's the uh, Snarful CD. Got
1: it. Yeah, because you use that word a lot. It's in a lot of your on the website. So I really encourage you guys to take a look. You can just even put Andy's name into YouTube or Google Andy, C A H A N, and see just what an amazing, uh, the photos, the videos, the songs. You're going to see stuff in there. Songs that you maybe you forgot about bands that, you know, you haven't heard the name in a while, but you totally remember what they've played. And again, even all the Harry Nelson memories are fantastic for me. And I, I think we should even we should uh, get together one on one and work more on that.
0: Sure. You know, so yeah. have
1: a really great day, Andy. And I want to thank you so much.
0: Oh, well, I'm, I'm very honored and pleasured. I'm just really happy to be on your show.
1: All right. Thanks so much, Andy. Have a great day.
0: You too. Take Bye. care. Bye. Okay, bye. Find us at M I C H E L E, the trainer.com. Read Michelle's blog posts at engineeringwellness.com. At M I C H E L E trainer on Twitter.